Welcome to Campus Tales, a podcast series brought to you by the ISB admissions team. Get ready to immerse yourself in the captivating world of the Indian School of Business through the voices of our current PGP students. Campus Tales is the podcast series to gain insights into life at ISB, where dreams turn into realities and futures are shaped. Discover a treasure trove of inspiring stories, unique experiences, and valuable advice from our diverse student body. Hello everyone, this is Amit Tyagi, Associate Director for Admissions at Indian School of Business, and I am your host for the Campus Tales episode today. We are 68,000 in India and 1,50,000 in the world. It was something that I would want to take to the next level and I would know, and I knew that ISP could help me do that. Uh, I mean, because once you come here, you'll realize that there are so many more options and once you learn more about them, you can also take a better decision. That is Anahita Karanjia for you. She is a dancer, a content creator, has over 340,000 followers on Instagram, has worked in media and public relations, and also has joined ISB through the YLP route. Anahita, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. So let's talk about your background prior to ISB. So what were you doing pre-ISB and when did ISB come in the picture? When you decide to join ISB, you know, at what point you thought that, you know, ISB is where I want to be after a few years? So actually, I was studying. I was in college. Uh, that's when I came across the uh, YLP program. I had always uh, wanted to do my MBA and wanted to do a postgraduate degree in uh, management. That, in fact, was the same thing I was doing. In My bachelor degree was also in management studies. And uh, so that's when I realized I wanted to uh, try and apply. And uh, yeah, I got in. Great. So now a lot of people who come with YLP, you know, they have to complete that two years of work experience after they graduate. So you got the offer in the final year and then you had to graduate and complete two years of work experience. So what work experience did you choose and why did you choose that particular work experience? So I worked at media.net first, mm -hmm. uh, which was advertising technology. Mm -hmm. It was basically not just plain marketing, but a little bit of analytics as well. And I found that really intriguing because at the end of the day, it all comes down to numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a really insightful period that I spent at media.net. After which I decided I wanted to do something a little more creative. So I worked um, at this public relations agency called Edelman India. And uh, over there, I got the chance to work with some really cool brands, worked uh, on some really cool projects. And uh, while doing this, I was also pursuing what initially started off as a hobby, then became something that I realized I could even build a career in, which mm -hmm. was content creation. It was something that was just not very mainstream. Many people hadn't. It was just starting off, you know, people didn't know that content creation was even a career option. So I was doing that on the side and eventually it came to a point where I realized I can't keep up. I can't do both. So that's when I decided to take a slight plunge and I said, let's try content creation full time. I got signed with an agency and uh, that's what I did for the last, I think, eight, nine months before I got here three months back. Great. I mean, content creation, you know, a lot of people create content. But not many people get to have followers like what you have, you know, 340,000 followers. That's a huge number. So what did it take to uh, reach uh, this number in terms of, you know, the work behind it? People see the numbers, but people don't realize the work behind it. Could you shed some light on what was, the, you know, efforts you took to get to this stage of, you know, uh, followers and uh, creating content? 
I totally agree. In fact, if you ask me to answer this in one word, I will say I don't know because I mean there is no rule book, there is no sure shot answer to it. Uh, it's not like if you do this A, B, and C, you will get here. So what it actually, as I said, it started off as a hobby for me. I love to dance. That's what I did throughout my life actually. And during lockdown, I got more time to be able to do it. I was home and there were these really cool instructors who I really look up to, but they all take classes in America. So my, I mean, the chances of taking classes over there were slim, but they were taking online classes during lockdown. So I would attend those and then I would just make a video and put it up on my social media. And my friends were like, you dance well. Why don't you just make your account public and just maybe it'll open up some opportunities. You don't know who sees it when. You might get a call for a movie. I mean, like, mm. you know, so uh, I decided, okay, you know what? What's the harm? Let's do it. And that's when I realized that it is not just, I mean, of course, work-wise, there is a lot of work in the sense now that I've taken it up as a profession and not a hobby. You need to stay consistent. You need to understand lighting. You need to understand and understand videography. You need, there's a lot of other aspects, but there is no sure short answer that you know if you do this you'll become. Uh, One thing's for case. sure that it's a lot of hard work. I'm for sure, sure right? Yeah. You agree with agree with that. Now at ISB, and ISB itself is a very rigorous program, challenging program. So how do you keep up with both the things simultaneously? <laughs> so it's very very tough uh, in fact I saw this coming right because um, I had gotten in a while back so I started to create a bank a content bank so I think two three months before coming I would try and shoot as many videos as possible and just bank it up and then try to post once every week at least so that and whenever I get the time over here I do shoot stuff right we've heard that you also started an organization called Wings can you tell us about it what is that about so Wings was actually something me and two of my friends came up with when we were, I think, 15. We just got into college and there was a point of time where we had a lot of free time on us after rigorously studying for your 10th grade and getting those scores. Uh, 11th grade was kind of not very hectic academically. So the one thing we all had in common was a love for intercollegiate and into school events. The vibe that it created was really nice. And the second part of it was that we were Parsis and as a community, as a race, Parsis are dying, okay? So we are, I think, uh, if I give you numbers, we are 68,000 in India and 1,50,000 in the world. So we are very few and whatever, how many ever few were left, we try to meet and do things together. So the aim of Wings was to create this fun environment where you can come play games. There were sports events, there was a cultural event, uh, even a literary arts event like a jam just a minute and we just wanted to bring the community together and we ended up doing that successfully I think after I think two two three years wings became really big people would come down from Surat and you know mm. all over India actually mm. sometimes we had people come down from Dubai Parsis come down from Dubai and it became a really big thing amongst the Parsis wow so yeah wow so wings you know and again content creation on Instagram how did these activities, I mean, these are, uh, you know, uh, different backgrounds. Not everybody is into all these uh, activities at ISB or people who aim to aspire for an MBA education. So how does this, these activities help you in terms of your ISB application process? And since YLP is also much more rigorous, you know, in terms of three stages. So what uh, did these activities teach you or how did you leverage those activities for your application process? At the point of time when I was applying to ISB, I was not a content creator. I was... I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mean, in my, it was in my resume mm -hmm. that uh, I had done a couple of projects before. Like mm -hmm. I had worked with uh, a lot of big 
industry names. I had worked with Amir Khan and Prabhu Deva. And uh, so I did mention that, of course. But this content creation aspect was not even on the table. Wings, of course, I did talk about it in my interview because I think it was something which was relevant. It was something that I would want to take to the next level and I would know and I knew that ISP could help me do that. Uh, not just with Wings, but with any other such idea that I would want to implement in the future. Right. So the passion to start such activity initiatives, the passion for dance, maybe that's what, what you converted into your application. And that uh, I think also showed in your interview. Now talking about YLP. So somebody who comes in from the YLP background, you know, they have those two years to integrate into the ISB ecosystem. I'm sure I would have had learning weekends and uh, there's also that uh, tricep program. So did you participate in the tricep program by any chance? Uh, the tricep program was discontinued in the year that I was, uh, I I didn't have the chance to basically, uh, I would have loved to though. But I did come for the learning weekends and uh, the learning weekends were a lot of fun. I got to interact with a lot of YLPs. I got to see both the campuses, which, uh, and I also actually got to learn from faculty, which I now want to take electives from. So that is uh, really cool. Yes, but mainly I think the most important thing would be the network because uh, the few people I met and now I think we're pretty good friends because we're doing the same course and finding people from Bombay. I'm from Bombay. So we ended up, uh, you know, forming closer bonds, good connection. So helps you, you know, integrate in the system even before you join. Definitely. Get to know the faculty, get to know the courses. Definitely. Right, right. So now another aspect with a lot of people who come from YLP or people who are planning to apply to YLP, you know, want to talk about or want to know about this. Is it is there any difference between coming from the YLP route or the PGP route? In your opinion and your ex experience, what do you think are the pros or cons of coming through the YLP route or the direct PGP route? I think it depends on the person you are. So for me, I like to have security in my life. So I wanted to know that I'm getting into one of the best schools and that that was great for me. So uh, if you have that foresight and if you're, you know, you're okay with like locking down, I mean, it's not really like lock, like finaling, zeroing down on options, but uh, I definitely think that's a great pro. You already know you've got an admission. So uh, you don't need to stress about that while you're working. You're already doing that. You're giving your GMAT and uh, you know, you're writing all your applications when you're in college, when you have slightly more time, I would say. Depends on the course you're doing, of course. And uh, if I, I don't think there is a con per se because uh, we are also a little more fresh when it comes to... It's not such a shock for us to study again. In terms of academics, <laughs> yes. So we've, uh, we've... I mean, two, three years back I was studying. Now for someone who is, uh, who's got like eight years of work ex, I'm sure they find it a little more tough to get back in and into that flow of studying again. But uh, in the cons aspect, I would say, of course, there are people with more work experience. So, uh, I mean, if you look at it that way, you just you you should look at it in a way that you're just learning more from your peers. So there are so many P2P sessions, peer-to-peer -peer learning sessions. So it's a great experience. I'm sure it's not a con, it's more of a pro that you're learning from people who are more experienced than you. Definitely. And learning from their experience at, at uh, you know, um, an early stage of your uh, career. Now... So you, touched, you talked about peer-to-peer uh, -peer learning, right? So we have this concept of study groups at ISB. So what does your study group look like? Who are the people and how are, have you been teaching, uh, uh, you know, making them learn and how are they, what are they making you learn? 
I love the concept of study groups and honestly to be very very honest I was not very confident about how I felt about it before but and you know even during O week which is our orientation week we were told that you know your study group is going to be like your new circle your new family and I was just wondering I mean is that really going to be true but uh, and the thing is because I'm a YLP I already had friends from before so I was kind of attacked you know when you already have friends you feel like you'd want to spend your time with them but I have learned so much from my study group uh, everyone comes from a different city a different background and I think I'm sure ISP has thought about these permutations combinations but you really learn a lot mm -hmm. it has been very helpful and fun great so, uh, you come from a management background, like right? bachelor's in management studies. Yes. So, how different is a master's degree in management now? So, an MBA versus what you studied in undergrad. Courses are similar, concepts are similar, you've been through that. But is there any difference in teaching methodology? Is there, are there any courses which are finding it easier because of your background or tougher because you've not studied them earlier? To be very honest, I think I'm very familiar with the names of the courses and maybe the basic material. Maybe I can say the first two, three lectures I'm familiar with, I know, but then it kind of really picks up and you realize that we're going in a lot more depth and we're going into a lot more practical stuff that we're learning. Uh, I mean, even having simulation models in marketing where you're literally, there is a whole simulation, your whole 30-40% of your grade, 40% of your grade is just how you make your product and how you're marketing it all on like the internet, right? So it's very, very different from what I studied in college. Maybe, of course, some of the theory concepts are similar and I have some familiarity, but basically uh, uh, very different also. Right. So which are the subjects which you found uh, most difficult at ISB? I think operations. Operations. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to say, I have to say uh, DMOP and operations. DMOP, okay. But the thing is, I actually started liking the subject. So I found it difficult and I tried to give it more time. Mm -hmm. And I started developing a likelihood towards the subject. So yeah. So you talked about academics. Now let's talk about the fun part of the ISB, you know. You coming with the background, uh, you know, uh, with a lot of passions in dan dancing and arts and culture and so on and so forth. How are you contributing the, to the campus life at ISB? So I always made sure that whatever academics are good, but I always want to make sure that my extracurriculars are balanced. So I did stand for the position of uh, dance club president mm -hmm. at Mohali mm -hmm. and yeah I am the dance club president wow. so that is always something that I'm very passionate about I want to make sure that learning is great but you also must learn something outside the classroom you should also enjoy a little bit make more connections and learn a new skill even if it's a sport even if it's a new dance style even if it's like singing mm -hmm. it's uh, something that I'm very passionate about right so you talked about you know uh, being the president of a dance club so what does dance club at ISB do? What are the mandates? And when do you find time to pursue <laughs> passions at ISB? That's a very good question because there is no time. But you have to make time. Right. So, uh, I mean, sleeping a little less mm -hmm. some days. Some days you have to make a trade-off. I mean, don't chill with your friends. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, even doing dance club work is also fun for me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a really massive trade-off the dance club I mean we did put forth so I we have a team now we have a vice president and we have an events coordinator so uh, we organize workshops and uh, we kind of our aim was not to have everyone learn some very technical dance mm. skill but it was just 
to also de-stress and make everyone connect through dance. So that's what we were aiming at, at least mm-hmm. the placements end. We want, we've been hosting a Bhangra oh. workshop. We've, we're having Zumba actually tomorrow. So we keep organizing these things. We have dance wars where sections compete and uh, it's a lot of fun. Wow, wow. So de-stressing the student body through dance and other activities, wow. That's a mandate. Yes, has to be there. Lovely. So uh, now, you know, we come to the next section which talks about, you know, people who want to apply to ISB this year, either through YLP route or the PGP route. So what would be your advice to them in terms of applications, in terms of the essays? So what should they keep in mind? Any tips that you would want to give to the listeners? Since most, most of our listeners would be people who are, you know, planning to apply to ISB this year through either PGP or YLP. Of course, you're not going through the PGP route, but more or less the GMAT preparation is similar. So uh, I would say that... Um when I was also doing my research, one thing I learned was that ISP does not just look at GMAT scores. So it is not just something that you keep studying, studying, studying. uh, And like, you know, you'll get a good score and you'll get in for sure. Uh, What was really important for me was that ISP knows the kind of person I am when I'm submitting my application. So I put a lot of stress on my essay. I wanted to make sure that it was very authentic. And I was in those few 300, I don't remember, 300 words, I think. 300 words, yeah. uh, You had to, I mean... It wasn't just an essay. It was trying to portray how you are as a person. So I think that just be authentic and it comes to that. And of course, you need to study a little for the GMAT. So do that. <laughs> but overall, it was a smooth process. So now, uh, after ISB, where do you go? I mean, being a content creator and already, you know, having a thriving uh, Instagram body of work. So where do you go here from ISB, after ISB? What are, <laughs> what are your goals? That's a good question. I'm here to figure it out. So that is one of my actually, uh, one of the main reasons I came here was because I knew the diversity. I knew I'd be exposed to so many options that I could take a well-informed decision. So I have narrowed down to a couple of uh, areas. Mm. I was thinking I do really enjoy marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've learned over here is that marketing is not just creative. It is a lot of numbers. It is a lot of calculations also. Mm-hmm. I mean, break-even and cannibalization mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So definitely would want to explore something in marketing. And uh, at the back of my head, I've always wanted to do something of my own. So even uh, I would love to take and leverage my content creation to the next level by maybe eventually someday coming up with something of my own. Uh, however, I don't think that's something I'm looking at doing in one year or two years. That's a slightly long-term goal. That's a very important point you made, made in fact. A lot of people who uh, are applying to come to ISB come with a set goal. I want to go into consulting or tech or product. You know, come here, there are so many opportunities to learn, explore, explore things and then take a call on what you want to do. And I think that's a very apt advice that you're giving to the listeners of this podcast today. So let's have a rapid fire round with you. A few questions. Yes. If you have to describe yourself in one word, what would that be? Uh, Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic, yeah. yeah, You are. (laughs) (laughs) So early morning person or late nighter? Late night. Late night. Okay. Goa or Kasoli? Goa. Goa. (laughs) Sea person from Bombay, I can see. I love Goa. (laughs) Right. So one place that you've not explored... uh, at ISB campus so far? I think I've explored the tennis courts. Tennis That's courts. the next place I'm going to. I've tried football, basketball, everything. I'm going to try tennis next. Right. Tennis courts. Let's see. And one key takeaway for people uh, who are listening to your podcast and who are planning to apply this year? Keep an open mind. Like as you said, don't just... Uh, I mean, because once you come here, you'll realize that there are so many more options. And once you learn more about them, you can also take a better decision. Sure. 
Thanks, thanks, Anita. It was wonderful uh, chatting with you, Same and I'm here. sure people had uh, got a lot of insights into uh, from this conversation into their own ISB journey, which they're planning to join next year. And thank you, audience, for being part of this episode. See you again in the next episode. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.